Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you running after him? Are you running after him? That's what he wants to know. Are you pursuing him? See, he is the pearl of great price. The treasure cannot be compared to anything in the earth. Are you running after him? Jesus. God. The Holy Spirit. Are you seeking him while he may be found? Are you calling upon him while he may be near? You see, he promises if you draw near to him, he's going to draw near to you. Pursuit, pursue him, run after him. Like Jacob, who said, Lord, I'm going to wrestle with you. I'm going to wrestle with you until you bless me. See, when Jacob wrestled with God, it changed the way he walked afterwards. And if you're pursuing God, going to change the way that you live, change the way that you walk. See, when Moses said, Lord, I want to see your face, show me your glory, God revealed his face, Moses was lit up so full of the glory of God, they had to put a bag, they had to put a sack over his head, they had to cover his face. Because the glory was so bright And if you press into God God's going to press into you And leave his image Leave his mark Leave the residue of heaven In your life Leave the glory in your life And when you pray Heaven Will stand at attention And just like Jesus said, confirming the word with signs following. And when you declare and decree what the Lord has said into the earth, God responds to his word. God has a responsibility to uphold his word because he said, I exalt my word above myself. And when you begin to remind God of his word, and you begin to declare and decree God's word into the earth, into your situation, into your circumstance, into your whatever it is. God has a way of turning things, turning things, turning things. So turn yourself to the Lord. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host tonight. 
Calling number is 619-638-8458. Website is www.prayerinternational.org. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you. Father, we come before your throne. Lord, you told us to come boldly before your throne of grace. Father, you told us to come. You've granted us access, Father, by the blood, by the blood of Jesus. Father, the blood of Christ has made a way. Father, right now we just ask, Lord God, we agree with you and declare that your blood is speaking right now for every person listening tonight, for every person that names the name of Jesus around the globe. Father, your blood is speaking for them. We thank you, Father. That you have the defining word over our lives. Help us to listen. Help us to hear what that word is so that we can agree with you. In Jesus' name, Father, we ask, Lord God, your blessing, your anointing on the show tonight. Father, your will be done in the lives of your assignments be fulfilled, the destiny of God manifested in the lives of every man, every woman. So listening tonight, Father, pour out your glory, Lord. There's hungry, thirsty seekers. You said those that are hungry and thirsty would be filled. You said if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we'd be filled. Jesus, you said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst. Father, we seek your kingdom tonight. We seek your heart tonight. Just like your psalm. It said, Moses knew your ways and the children of Israel knew your deeds. Lord, we want to know your ways. We want to know you. Father, we don't seek the miracles. We seek the one who can do miracles. We don't seek your gifts tonight, Father, but we seek the giver, the Father. Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So if you're tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be hosting the show tonight. I'm going to teach the word. Having some trouble with the chat room tonight. Uh, actually can't uh, even get the switchboard up, so I don't know how the music's going to be tonight. We're going to dive into the word of God and just see what the Lord would say. All right, praise God. Well, I'll be teaching out of the, it's like the new international version. Let's see, what is it? Okay. Let's go, Romans. version. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will. God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you should, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment, in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who may form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. Let him encourage if it is encouraging. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. Govern diligently if it is leadership. And cheerfully show mercy if your gift is showing mercy. 
All right, so let's back up. That was verse 1 through 8. We're going to kind of break that down for a minute. All right, hallelujah. Excuse me for one second. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 8. We're going to break this down. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Now, some versions say this is your reasonable act of worship. This is your reasonable service. And you've heard me say this before, if you've listened to this. God says, look, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, pleasing unto God. He wants you to live not just with your mind set on things above, not just with your spirits being Enlarged and made whole in Christ Jesus, prospering. Not just your soul prospering and turned over to God, setting your mind on things above, but also your body. Present your bodies. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing, accessible unto God. For this is your reasonable service. This is your reasonable act of worship. God says, look, in my kingdom, this is reasonable. What God asks us to do is not unreasonable. Verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Okay, so first your body. Then he starts talking to the pattern of the world. You see, the world has a pattern. There's a pattern that the flesh gets used to doing. There's a pattern that the world gets used to doing. See, there's there's nothing new under the sun. See, even the enemy has a pattern. I'll, I'll tell you the pattern. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The same things that took out Adam and Eve in the garden. The same things that took out David. The same things that... Jesus was tempted by in the wilderness. The same things that Moses struggled with. And there's no new tricks under the sun. See, there's a pattern of this world. Be not conformed to the pattern of this world. See, it's the cares of the world, the pattern of the world that will choke out the word and the foundation and the pattern of the word. See, God has a pattern, too. 
God has a pattern. And it's not like the world. So let's continue. Be not conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed. That word transformed is a Greek word metamorpho. Metamorpho is where we get our word in English as metamorphosis, which is where we see the butterfly have a metamorphosis. The, the caterpillar metamorphosizes into a butterfly. Turns into, changes, transforms into a butterfly. See, there's new life. But in order to have the new life, it's got a cocoon. And see, when you first get with God, it's very common that a lot of Christians, when they first start to hear God, kind of cocoon. And they really spend that time in the secret place. And if you're going to renew your mind and set your mind on things above, you've got to guard your mind, guard your heart, cocoon yourself like that caterpillar with the Word of God, with an atmosphere of revelation, with an atmosphere of faith. with an atmosphere for healing and miracles, an atmosphere of worship and thanksgiving, gratitude. Why? See, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. We we have to live by the Spirit. See, they that worship me, we were talking about our reasonable act of worship here, but God says if you worship him, you got to worship him in spirit and in truth, right? Spirit meaning from the heart, spirit meaning connecting heart to heart, spirit to spirit with God. Truth meaning who are you fooling? And when you come before God, it's truth. It's it's put it all out there. Because he's God. He already sees it all. He every nothing's hidden. Where, where are you going to run from God? Where are you going to hide? Are you going to be like Adam and Eve hiding from God in the garden, sowing fig leaves together because of their shame? And how many times in our lives do we take the things of the world and we sow them together? We, we, Shroud ourselves, we clothe ourselves, we cloak ourselves, mask ourselves with the things that are out there in the world to hide, to hide from God, to hide from ourselves, to hide from people. But you know what I, I learned? You can't hide from yourself. In fact, not even for a moment can you hide from yourself. Unless, of course, you've got some mental dysfunction. 
or have figured out how to split your personality, possibly. But we're talking about just in general. You can't hide from yourself and you can't hide from God. He's looking to and fro, searching for hearts, spirit and truth. Truth. See, that's one thing the world does not operate under. But see, the world has its own system, has its own pattern. And see, this is how it is. The father of lies, Satan. tries to steer and dictate. At the same time, God's trying to set up his kingdom here on the earth, which operates by the Spirit, is founded and framed by the Word, defined by the Word, dictated by the Word of God. Everything that's orchestrated in this earth Bible says all things are created by him and for him where all things created for his good pleasure. Talking about Jesus Christ. See, now how was it brought about? He spoke and the Holy Spirit moved and everything came about. And it's the same way he's doing it now. God speaks or has spoken. Holy Spirit moves and everything comes about and that's how it will happen in your life. God will speak and you'll either agree with it and speak it and pray it and declare it, confess it. We will begin to move in the earth. The Holy Spirit will begin to move in the earth. The plan and purpose of God will begin to move in the earth. It'll begin to manifest. See, God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He created you in his image. Genesis says that God created man. In the image of God created he, him, male and female, created thee them. He created both of them. But see, man was given the same ability, the same creative ability. Proverbs says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Jesus said, you can have whatever you say. You can speak to a mountain and it'll move. Why would he say that? He's teaching a biblical principle. He's teaching a spiritual, he's teaching a kingdom dynamic. He's teaching, see, we have a law of gravity. The law of gravity basically in layman's terms says if you are in an elevated place and you are not secure or standing on something or or fixed or attached to something, and all of a sudden, you're not suspended in air anymore. You're 
Gravity is going to pull you to the ground. Okay, if you jump out of a tree, you're not just going to float and hover in the middle of space, in the middle of the sky. But gravity is going to pull you to the ground. Law of gravity. But see, then there's this other law called the law of aerodynamics. And the law of aerodynamics can defy the law of gravity. It actually has the ability to keep someone suspended in the air without hitting the ground. Therefore, the law of gravity does not apply when the law of aerodynamics is applied. See, it it overrules, it defaults. Now, in a like manner, in even a more powerful scenario, there's laws of the kingdom that override natural law. There's laws in God's kingdom that far supersede they overtake when they're applied into a situation then the natural doesn't always apply and the way these laws are applied the way these kingdom principles are applied and extracted and used. The word of God is full of the principles and the promises of God that if you'll begin to apply these things into your life, you'll begin to recognize God as your source and you'll begin to declare what he's declaring. You would be surprised and how your everyday situations, your present day, would change. You see, we forget that there's a God here who has a plan and a future, and he has a desire and a will and sometimes our will and our plan, our desire, our future does not look anything like what God has prepared and declared over our lives. And so it's important. See, prayer is nothing more than aligning yourself with the kingdom of God. Prayer is nothing more than aligning your mind aligning your spirit. And usually, depending on where your spirit and your mind are, your body's usually going to follow where your spirit and your mind are at. It's important to meditate on the things of God. It's important to meditate on the Word of God. See, he said... You live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Man does not live by bread alone. Notice he says alone, which means you've got to eat physical food. You've got to eat 
please have nourishment. Feed the body. It's necessary. Rest, exercise, eat. Healthy. But in the same manner, you've got to feed the mind. See, the cares of the world shall have the word within you. Why would Jesus say that? It's very important you let the seed of the word of God go down deep into the soil of your soul. Cultivate it in your mind. So you have to cultivate your mind. You know how you prepare an area before you plant seed? Before you replant a, a plant? You prep it. You prepare it. You get good, healthy, nutrated soil. Good soil. And if you have no, nothing else to work with, you have to turn over and work with what you got, what you pick out of the debris. And you get all the junk out. And you check it for pests. Check it for bugs. Let me tell you, if you're going to allow the seed of the word of God to get down into the soil of your soul, your mind and your will and your emotions. That's your soul. If you're going to have the mind of Christ, the mind of God, God's ways, he says, if a man abide in me and I abide in him and my word abide in him, which means God wants his word to abide in you. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of the word abide, that means there's an abode. If you're abiding somewhere, there's an abode where you're abiding. And if God's abiding in us, we're his abode, we're his temple, we're his house, we're his spiritual place. He wants to dwell in us. He says, I don't dwell in temples made as human hands, but I dwell in the hearts of my people. I'm enthroned on the praise of my people. So he's looking for hearts of worship, hearts of praise, hearts that are yielded, thankful, grateful, open. Cultivated with the debris. You begin to pick it out. You let God begin to show you and help you turn See, the word of God is sharper than the two-edged sword, right? It judges the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It separates the spirit and the flesh. See, it'll show you who you are. It'll show you what's in your mind. It'll show you what's in your heart. And in light of what God is saying, in light of what God is showing, if you'll allow the Holy Spirit to gently See, that's why Paul said, let a man, let a person examine themselves. If you let God begin to show you where the enemy is defeating you or where you're stumbling or where you need to make improvements, 
If you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and begin to speak to your heart, you allow that word of God to begin to walk through your life and blow out, sweep out the dust and the debris and the broken fragments of shattered dreams, shattered hopes and things that you've walked through. God has a way of sweeping all that up and he said I would take the wasted ruined places and turn them into an inhabited city. He'll make rivers in the desert, streams in the wasteland. He said that. But why would God say that? He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He'll give you beauty for ashes. He'll give you the oil of joy for mourning. We'll give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And he says that. So praise God. Well, God's good. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Call number 619-638-8458. And we're going to try to get into the chat room here in a minute. So, just a second.
All right, praise God. We're back. You know, just declaring worthy is the Lamb who was slain. You know, forever and ever. Come on, can you imagine? What is it going to be like? What's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? Kneeling, falling down, standing totally in the presence of God. I don't mean just here in the earth. Yes, God's presence revealed here in the earth is amazing, awesome, mighty. What's it going to be like when there's no... Nothing held back. Can you imagine? Father, we just ask for it. Give us eyes to see. And ears to hear. Let us know what's in your heart, what's in your mind. Let us know your ways, just like Moses, just like Moses, knew your ways. Teach us your ways, Father. Teach us the ways of the kingdom. Teach us your principles. Teach us the way you do things. Show us the way you do things. Father, we ask, Lord, that your name be praised, that your name be glorified. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. All right, so we left off in Romans 12. I'm actually going to shift gears and go to New King James. Praise God. All right, verse 3. Let's finish 2. And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable, what is the perfect will of God. How are you going to know what's good and what's acceptable to God? How are you going to know what the perfect will of God is? How are you going to know? Renewing your mind. Transforming your mind. Conforming yourself into his dimension, not the pattern or the system or the way of the world, but the way and the ways of the Lord. You know, like I, I say this often, people say that's narrow-minded. That's just very narrow-minded to think that way. But Jesus said, narrow is the way and few find it, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. So if you want to be broad-minded, you want to be so open-minded and just let anything... See, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. 
time, if you're in Christ, to understand what this word says, what is his kingdom about, what does God want us to do. And it's time to occupy, time to take things by force. Kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. And see, God is raising up an army to storm the gates of hell. Verse 3. For I say, through the grace given to me, that every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt every man to a measure of faith. You see, we're to not think of ourselves as being anything, but to think of him as being everything. See, Christ himself says, apart from me, you can do nothing, but in me, you can do all things. So we need to understand that it's nothing of ourselves. Everything is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Whatever your gifts and talents and skills are, Consider it a blessing and be thankful. Whatever your lot in life is, wherever you fall in the social or the economic or the, you know, upper, middle, lower, whatever you want to call it, look, be thankful. Because see, seasons change. God has a way of turning things. And there's many that have much. But in one season, it's all taken away. The Lord gives, and he takes away. And there's many that have little. See, then the Lord sets one down to bless up another. And they have ruler over much because they're faithful in the little. So God makes them ruler over much. See, you will reap too. You will reap a harvest. You will reap if you faint not. So don't be weary and well doing. All right, praise God. Let's continue. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. See, God gives us all faith proportionate, different measures, different gifts. Depending on how much you choose to believe of God depends on how you're rooted in your belief system in God. And so think about it. Isaiah says, whose report do you choose to believe? Do you believe the report of the Lord? Maybe you do when it comes to salvation, but you struggle in it when it comes to healing. 
Maybe you believe it when it comes to healing, but you struggle in it when it comes to finances. Maybe you believe the report of the Lord when it comes to doing for your fellow man, but when it comes to being blessed yourself, you just can't receive that one. So a lot of it's proportionate to your measure of faith. See, everything that you receive is a gift. It's a grace. It's a mercy gift from God. And you receive it according to your faith, the word of God says. So let's continue on. For for as we have many members in one body, we all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. Verse 6, having many gifts differing according to the grace that is given, whether prophecy. Let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. What he's saying is, whatever your gift is, whatever you have, whatever you trust God with, whatever you trust yourself within God, then use that gift as much as you possibly can to the proportion that you believe you can use it. For some that may be small, because they have small faith, for some that may be great, because they have great faith. But we pray for an ever-increasing faith, wherever you're at. Be faithful in the small things. Be faithful in the little things, and pray for an ever-increasing faith. See, we go from faith to faith, and glory to glory. You don't start out in the kingdom just you know, prophesying, reading everybody's mouth. It takes time to develop an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and the way God talks to you and the, the way you differentiate the strange voices from the Father's voice. Sometimes that's a lifelong process of just learning and growing in relationship with your Heavenly Father. With the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. This is Prayer International Radio. We're coming up to the 11 o'clock hour. Get ready to shift gears a little bit.
Praise God. Well, we're back. Prayer International Radio, 619-638-8458. www.prayerinternational.org. Or the email is prayerinternational at gmail.com. All right, so let's continue. We're in Romans 12. Shifted gears. We're in the New King James Version. And so it says, verse 7, if our gift is ministry, let us wait on our ministry, for he that teacheth on teaching, for he that exhorteth as exhorting, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity of heart, and he that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. What are they saying? Look, whatever your gift is, do it as unto the Lord. Do it with all of your heart. But see, there's some that have this gift and some that have that gift. We all need each other. We're all part of the body of Christ. Later we'll get into that in Corinthians and really kind of break that down. But he's saying this. Show mercy with cheerfulness. Let your love be without dissimulation. Don't let it be with a bunch of arguments. Don't have divisions. And then he continues in verse 9. He says, Abhor that which is evil and cleave, cling to that which is good. Hold fast. Hold on to that which is good. Hate and abhor, despise. Do not like evil. Hold on to that which is good. Cleave to it. Cling to it. That's what it says. Verse 10, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. What does that mean? Put other people before yourself. Think about what's going on in other people's lives. And learn to walk in kindness. Learn to walk in the love of the Lord. And sometimes that's hard to do. That's why we have to pray for these things. Verse 11, do not be lazy. Do not be slothful in business. But be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. Verse 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. He's saying praying always, rejoicing in your hope, being patient in your trials and tribulations. Distributing to the necessities of the saints, giving to hospitality, Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Verse 14. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Let's look at that in the NIV for a minute. We're going to go 9 through 14 real quick. Let's 
says, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourselves, Neither, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share the gospel. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those that persecute you. Bless. And do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. And do not be proud. But be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is all possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. Do not overcome by evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's verse 12 in the rest of the NIV. Think about this. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with those that weep. They have the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things. Be not wise in your own conceit. Do not repay evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Do what is right in the eyes of all men, it says. So be upright. And if at all possible, as much as within you, he says, just like that, as much as lies in you, live at peace with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay to the Lord. So let God pay back. Let God fight your battles. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. So just pray about it. Pray. And ask God to intervene. Do not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. So that was Romans 12, the whole chapter in the NIV and the King James, pretty much. And you can check that out on your own time. I suggest it in the Amplified, actually, if you get a chance. Hallelujah.
throne of God. Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. Immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. Father, we come standing before that great white throne. The throne that's been established from eternity. The throne which is surrounded with transcendent radiance. The angels, the seraphim, beauty everywhere. The river of fire that flows from your throne. Oh, we love to stand before your throne, oh God. We love to stand before the throne of God. of divine encounter. We want to be lost. 
unquenching lover, consumed with flaming fire, of days was seated. His garment was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was like flaming fire. Its wheels were like a burning flame. Oh, the throne burning with flaming fire.
Uh, praise God, we're back. Prayer International Radio. Just declaring God. Declaring His Word. Meditating on His love. Meditating on His goodness. You know, We're going to read a psalm. Psalm 23. What should you think about the favor of God? Think about being a sheep. It says, I am the good shepherd and my sheep know me and they know my voice. And the voice of the stranger will they not follow. So think about being the Lord's. He's your good shepherd. You're the sheep of his pastor. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23, verse 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall lack nothing. If the Lord is leading my life, if the Lord is leading my life, I won't lack anything. Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. It's abundant. He leadeth me besides the waters. Peace. Think about it still. Waters. Be still and know that I am God. He restores my soul. Verse 3. See, He wants to restore your soul, restore your mind, transform your mind. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it's death. So you need to be led by the Spirit. Those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, are the sons of God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. See, it's just a shadow. What the enemy is doing is just a shadow. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So you've got to have the rod of God and the staff of God. Thou prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. So God wants to anoint your head with oil. He wants to make you the head, not the tail. Cause your cup to run over, overflowing, over abundance, spilling over. The river of life flowing out of you. Springing up a well of everlasting fountain, everlasting joy, everlasting life. The well that never runs dry. Cup that runs over. Surely, verse 6, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Imagine goodness 
following you. The mercy following you. Everywhere you go, there's goodness. Everywhere you go, there's mercy. Everywhere you go, there's goodness. Everywhere you go, there's mercy. Following you all the days of your life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. Praise God. Said my name. 